Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays! Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Hope you're having a great weekend. Today is Saturday the 17th, I think it is, 18th. Anyway, a cold front came blowing in and you can hear it in the background because I'm sitting in my van. And that's because there's always somebody in my house when I want to record. But anyway, today's topic is Christmas. And I've noticed a theme in the blogs and podcasts I've been listening to. And that is that a lot of people really aren't feeling very festive this Christmas. And if you are, then good for you. I'm glad for you. So don't let me bring you down I just want to say, you know, I hope everyone is having a great Christmas, a great December. You know, I hope that this month is bringing you joy and everything's going your way and, you know, you're, you have a job you like and your health is good and your family's all around and you're decorating and just, you know, singing Christmas carols, cooking, baking doing all that stuff. I hope you put up a beautiful Christmas light display because that's what I like to do. And you've had a great time shopping for the perfect gifts because to me, that's just a sample of the things that make Christmas fun for me. And of course, um, I love listening to Christmas music on the radio and here they play it, you know, nonstop for the month of December. I assume it's like that everywhere else. And what else do we do? We have, you know, Christmas displays and we have um, Christmas programs at church. And, and you know, it's just, it should be a really special time for, for Christians and even for non-Christians to just kind of, you know, wrap up the year and, and spend some quality time with you know, people that you love, whether it's one person or a big family gathering or whatever. It should be like that. But, you know, we all know that this has been a really tough year for many people, including my family. And it's it's not easy to just, like, forget about all those, all that reality, you know. And, you know, some people like to think that Christians live in a fantasy world and I've had I've heard Christianity called mythology I've heard it I've heard God referred to as uh, sky fairy and other derogatory you know terms that are very disrespectful if you're a Christian uh, you know you don't like to hear God talked about like that but if you don't believe in God then I guess you can say whatever you want and that's between you and God but another thing people say is that Christians, you know, they think we kind of just pretend to be happy or we pretend like, oh, okay, I, now that I'm a Christian, everything's wonderful. But it's not, that's not true. But what is true is that now that I'm a Christian, even though life is difficult, I still have hope. And why is that? Because I know that this world is not, not the end. I know that I have a soul and that when, I, when my physical body dies, I'm going to be with the Lord. And that eventually that there's going to be a new kingdom 
and all of God's children are going to live forever together in this in the kingdom with God. And that's pretty amazing thought. So that gives me hope. And then also a lot of good things do happen on this in this world in my lifetime that, you know, give me joy and and I'm thankful for those things and I I appreciate them and I always, you know, I want to give God the glory for those things. So I'm going to tell you one little story before I talk about the COVID Christmas, because this was something that happened this week, and it happened um, very unexpectedly, and and that was basically God put me in the right place at the right time and prevented my mother from having probably a serious injury. And so what happened was we have this storage trailer. It's like a trailer you would pull behind a truck. It's really big and long. And we keep a lot of stuff in there, like my mom's Christmas decorations are in there. And it's, you know, it's like a big trailer. And up in the front where the gooseneck is, there's like a kind of like a storage space that you have to climb up in there to get to. So I, I was in the house doing some stuff and I saw my mom come over because she lives next door and I saw her drive over to the trailer so I figured she was out there getting some decorations or something and you know after a few minutes I went out there and I saw she had a little wooden step stool pulled up to that that cubby hole area and and the next thing I knew she was climbing up into the cubby and I call it a cubby, but it's a, you know, it's a space that you can crawl around in and there's boxes in there. So she found the box that she wanted. She, she was very happy. And then she turned around to start backing out to step down, probably about three feet down to where that little wooden step stool was, which was a very rickety stool anyway. But so I was standing right there and the next thing I know, my mom missed the step, the step stool. She totally missed it with her foot. And here she came just falling like a rag doll out of the cubby hole. And I swear, I am not a, an agile person. I'm terrible at sports. I can't catch a ball. But somehow my hands just reached up and caught my mother and set her down on the ground. And it was a miracle. It was a Christmas miracle. It was God's intervention. And if I had not been there, she would have fallen backwards on that wooden stool. She probably would have broken a hip. She's 81 years old. It would have been terrible. And I'm just, I'm so thankful. It just chokes me up just thinking about it. So I just want to share that, you know, God works in those kind of ways in your life. And if you're paying attention and if you are, you know, if you want God to work in your life and you want his presence in your life, you know, if you seek him, he will be in your life. And I'm not saying he's always going to catch you when you fall, because sometimes there's a reason for that, too. And we may not know why. Why did he, you know, why did that happen to me and maybe your mother died or something? You know, only God knows the answer to that. But in that particular situation, I, I really do believe that he put me there 
to catch my mother. And he and I did. And she's fine. She wasn't injured by, you know, and she my mother weighs like 90 pounds. She's really small and, you know, frail. She's an elderly woman. But even though she's a strong and independent woman, you know, she's got an old lady body and she would have hurt herself. So anyway, on to the topic of a COVID Christmas. But I'm going to make a little pause right here for a word from Anchor. And we're back. So they say that more people died from COVID this year than they did in 2020, which is pretty amazing if you believe the numbers. I am pretty skeptical about all the data about COVID, but I know a lot of people did die from something. And one of them was uh, almost my husband. So my husband's still alive and I'm very thankful for that and I will always be celebrating that this Christmas, just like I did at Thanksgiving. So besides COVID, we have just had a lot of stressful things that are impacting just the whole like feeling in the country. And there's inflation, there's political drama, there's fighting in the Democrat party over various budget bills. Um, Consumer confidence is very low. Biden's approval is very, very low. The stock market has been going up and up and up and then it'll crash a little and then it'll go back up. It's, you know, it's very volatile. And just those things are, those things are unnerving for people who are living on the edge or just uh, maybe unemployed or whatever. And, and then as well, we have the fact that the Omicron variant has been creeping into America and there's telling us that we need to get more booster shots. There have been travel restrictions imposed in some countries and states. And now I'm hearing that there's more mask requirements. There are restrictions on elective surgeries. So basically, we're seeing a return to, you know, more covid stuff that we all want to be done with. We want to be done with this, right? But it's not over. And um, here we are trying to be holly jolly Christmas when we actually feel more like melancholy Christmas. So for those of you that are feeling that way, um, I just want you to know that, you know, you're not alone. Mental health professionals say in an article that I read in the New York Times that they are working overtime to keep up with the increased number of people needing counseling. I mean, that's a good thing that people are seeking help, um, but it's not a good thing that so many people need help. Um, It's also a good thing that health insurance has been required to cover mental health care and that also due to COVID, Uh, A lot of people are able to get counseling through telemedicine now. So that's kind of a good thing. Um, But there's also more people seeking medication for their symptoms, which is a little maybe good and bad. And some people maybe really need medication. Some people maybe become dependent on that medication. 
So the mental health of our country is definitely not very good right now. And that goes all the way down into elementary school children. Children are really suffering because of the co- the way our country has handled COVID, which has been a terrible handling of this. And it's just another thing that our country, um, our country is just very severely lacking in good leadership. And that's another thing. So if you're, if you're just trying to be cheerful, but you're still struggling, I have a few suggestions, um, you know, to, that might, might help. I mean, it's only, it's almost Christmas already. So some of these there may not be time to do, but I'm going to go ahead and give them to you anyway. And for those of you who, who the holidays are pretty rough for you every year, um, I'm sure that COVID has not helped that at all. And I just want to offer you my, my sympathy and my compassion and my prayers. And if you, you know, if you're living alone, I, I, you know, I, I just hope that you can at least go to church or maybe a work party or go to a neighbor's house or something. So you won't be completely alone and, you know, just share a cup of coffee or something and talk about something happy. Just, so is it even possible to celebrate Christmas and the coming new year despite all these things? Yes, it is possible. It may look a little different than the uh, Hallmark movies and the commercials and the, you know, Instagram stories and all the hype, all the marketing, all the perfect world that doesn't exist anywhere. Um, your Christmas may not look like that because I know mine sure doesn't. I mean, I have a Christmas tree and all that, but I also have just so many things going on. I don't remember if I mentioned it. I think I might have mentioned in my last podcast that we had a bunch of plumbing issues. And that's going to be like $3,000 to fix. You know, that, that, you know, I'm happy to be getting the new bathroom. But it really wasn't something we planned to do right now at Christmas time. You know, that seems to happen to a lot of people. December seems to be the year or the time of year when a lot of things break. And, you know, I guess we should just plan for that, right? We need to be, we, people need to be saving up money for maintenance and replacing things because the stuff that we buy nowadays, it is engineered to fail. Planned obsolescence is the way of the day. But anyway, I digress. So, hope. Ho, ho, ho. Here are just a few suggestions to make your Christmas a little bit happier. Number one, and some of these are going to be specifically Christian ideas. So if you're not a Christian, you know, you can still try. Remember that Christmas is about reflecting on and rejoicing in the meaning of the birth of Jesus Christ. It's not about parties, gifts, or even being happy. Um, being happy 
according to the world's way of happiness. Joy, joyfulness, yes. Joy, but joy can be a solemn joy. It doesn't have to be like anything like you see in a Hallmark movie. And if you know what I mean by that, I mean everyone smiling and laughing and hugging. You don't have you may not have any of that, but you can still rejoice that Jesus came to the earth as a little baby and he grew up just to save us from our sins. Number two, you can take time to sit and meditate on what Jesus' birth means to you. In other words, this is a good time of year to evaluate what you believe and to um, strengthen your faith. You can use this time to share the good news. Christmas is the perfect time of year to share the gospel and to tell others why, why we have hope. And number four, it's okay to just have a quiet December if you don't want to do anything, you don't want to decorate, you don't want to put up stuff. I think, I, from what I can tell, a lot of people are doing that. If, if COVID or unemployment or finances or health or anything else has just overwhelmed you so much, maybe you can just like on Christmas Day, you can just rest Number six, I think, uh, look forward to better times, but accept that this year is what it is. It's tough, but look forward to the fact that COVID is going to go away eventually and, you know, try not to let it just like totally destroy you. Number seven, if you're up to it and you have the time, you've got a week Consider bringing joy to someone who might be struggling even more than you. That could be through financial support, some social support, sending cards, volunteering, making cookies, uh, visiting neighbors, visiting the elderly in nursing homes. So many ways that you can share God's love and just some joy to other people. Okay, um, I don't know what number this is. Go to church and enjoy the special services and music. This is my favorite way to get through this time of year and to actually, I just really enjoy going to church this time of year. Usually there's a lot of beautiful decorations and I love the special music and the children's program, the choir. Sometimes our church will have the Christmas story, you know, acted out by the kids so if you go to a big church, you know, they probably have a big program. Ours is pretty small, but I still enjoy it. Next, um, if you can, if you live in a place where you can do this, go for a drive and look at the Christmas lights while you listen to some music and hopefully do it with someone you love. And the next one is act like a kid. Pretend you're still a kid. Think Reminisce a little bit about your child, you know, some happy Christmases that you had. And, you know, if do what you enjoyed. Do you enjoy eating candy canes, drinking hot chocolate? Do you like baking and decorating cookies? Um, do you like going caroling? Do those things. Um, you know, you may, you may think, but I have no energy. I'm not motivated. Just... Do one thing, you know, 
buy some slice and bake cookies or just drink some hot chocolate and put some marshmallows in it or and you know watch a charlie brown christmas or you know it doesn't have to be anything super difficult another thing is to just um may, maybe make a list of things to be thankful for and even if things are really rough right now we can always like find at least one or two things like i'm i'm thankful that you know we made it through 2021 and we, we, uh, we're still kicking, right? I may not be running fast. My husband's still getting short of breath. And, you know, with anytime, you, if you have a big family like me, life is never simple. But this year has definitely been a doozy. Okay, and this one is probably the most important for Christians, is don't forget to, to take time every day to pray and to read God's word. And even if it's a short time, it even if it's five minutes, it's better than nothing. But the more time, the better. And, you know, if you can read a devotional. And, the you know, the, whole, the Bible app is so good for that. There are so many plans on there that just gives you a little devotion you can read. And some verses that go along with it. Or, or you know, you can dig deeper. And this is also a great time to remind yourself that even though uh, your faith is not based on feelings, like you're not saved because of a feeling. You're not saved because of an emotional response to God. You're saved because of what Jesus did, right? But but we do have feelings and God gave us those feelings. He knows He knows what's going on down here in the world. He knows all about it. And, you know, he really wants his children to just lean on him and, and trust him and just let him comfort you. And and he will do that if you trust him. Now, I, want, I do want to say that if you are suffering from a severe depression, like if you can't get out of bed, if you can't even make yourself eat, if you aren't, if you haven't taken a bath in a long time, if you're never leaving the house you know, that's severe depression and you may need medication. And if it gets that bad, if no, if you, if you live alone, call an ambulance and just say, I need to go to the hospital, you know? And yeah, I know it's going to cost money and stuff. Or maybe, you know, ask a neighbor to take you. Do whatever you have to do. Your life matters and you don't have to live like that. I mean, the mental health care system is not easy to navigate, but your, your life is worth it. So I hope that you have someone that can advocate for you and maybe help you work through making phone calls and getting medication and counseling and figuring out, is there anything, you know, what specific that's causing your depression? So I hope that you are not one of those that's having a stressed out Christmas or December. But if you are, I hope you know that I'm praying for you and that God comforts those who cry out to him in faith. So I want to read to you uh, Luke, Luke chapter 1, verse 67 through 80. And this is the ESV, which is the English 
standard version. And the book of Luke is all about Jesus, and it's in the Bible. So I like these verses. Here we go. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Now that is talking about John the Baptist. And his father, Zechariah, was explaining how he was going to go before Jesus and um, basically announce him to the people. And that is exactly what he did. So why does he matter? Because he, he was prophesied and he came and there, you know, the things he said tell us all about Jesus um, sorry, I am trying to find the verses after that because I want to read you some more verses about Jesus before I go, because I know not everyone is going to take the time to read the Bible at this time of year. So, just so you know, Mary was a virgin and she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so this is what happened. This is chapter 2. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And that was Jesus right there. So I'm going to just go ahead and stop there. And I encourage you to read the book of Luke, if you never have. And also Matthew, Mark, and John, if you want to know more about
Christmas, which is all about Jesus. So I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you and goodbye. Oh, don't forget to share this with a friend if, if it brought you some happiness. Because I really do appreciate it when people share my podcast. Bye now.